Welcome to South Florida Sunday. Sharina back with you. And April is National Donate Life Month. I am joined today by McKinley from the Life Alliance Oregon Recovery Agency to tell us about their agency and how important organ donation is. Good morning, McKinley. Good morning. So I work for Life Alliance Organ Recovery Agency, and um, we were basically founded in 1978. Oh, wow. We're an organ procurement organization. Um, one of our, our main mission is to provide life-saving organs while caring for the families of organ and tissue donors. But okay. one of the main things that we focus on is turning tragedies into miracles. We are a non-for-profit service organization, and yeah, that's what we do in the community. I work as a community outreach specialist. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to go in the community and inform the community about the myths and misconception about organ donation. Okay, so I got a lot of questions for you today then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. So what is National Donate Life Month? So National Donate Life Life Month is basically the month where we celebrate organ donation. So we work in conjunction with Donate Life Mm-hmm. Florida. Donate Life Florida is a not-for-profit organization. They were founded in 1997. They're dedicated to motivating Floridians to designate themselves as organ, eye, and tissue donors. So ideally, it's, it's every state has their own Donate Life, like Donate Life Texas, Donate Life Virginia, Donate Life um, Florida. So we okay. all come together, and April is going to be dedicated solely to that. So when someone donates to uh, this organization here in Florida, it's going to go to the people who need it most in Florida? Advancement has made it a lot to where that it, it can go to somebody either in Florida or as far as Texas or California. So we, we've gotten to a system where we're able to get certain organs to certain people in different parts of, uh, of the United States. So it's not solely on just Florida. Okay, okay. I can see that. It kind of creates more options for people. Correct. And uh, throughout the month, you have specific uh, weeks and days to represent specific organ donations. Like, what is National Donate Life Blue and Green Day? Blue and Green is our colors. Okay. So Blue and Green Day is actually going to be on April 14th, I believe. So basically what we do is we work with the DMVs and the tax collectors and we give them reasons to say, okay, this is a sense of what you can dress up and wear our colors. Okay getting able to submit pictures and then we'll go in and vote on those pictures and whoever um, gets the most likes or things of that nature, they would like get a prize for that. Oh, wow. And that's April 14th? Yes, I believe so. The day is going to be April 14th. Yes. Okay. And what kind of prizes do you give away for um, getting the most likes? Um, We're competitive so, over here. So, <laughs> so from what I remember, um, I think they got, they was able to get, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a pizza party. Okay. One, I, my 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 uh, never won. Oh no! <laughs> well, maybe this is so, your year. Okay. Right. So this is why we try to and, like and give give them incentives to say, hey, like this is what you can with. And uh, you also have a national pediatric transplant week. When is that? Correct, correct. So that's Donate Life. That would be the end of April. So it's usually like the twenty third. Like the twenty, like the twenty, so thirtieth or the 29th. Okay, so and I know that you're here to promote people participating and donating, but let's say I'm on the other side of this, someone who needs a transplant. Would my social or financial status play any part on whether I can receive one? So that's a that's a good question. You know, normally, most of the time, people always believe that um, wealth plays a big part of that, but it actually doesn't. So if okay. you're on the waiting list, it goes by urgency of need. It's something called United Network of Organ Sharing. Okay. 
that's called UNOS. So they go by urgency of need. So, for example, for heart and liver patients, those, they would be ranked, they're the very sickest usually rank at the top. Um, and then time waiting, points, you get, I believe there's a points and higher priority ranking according to time on the waiting. So those are some of the things that would have to come, how long you've been and how sick you are. Okay, okay. And how about from a religious standpoint? Do you see religious institutes supporting organ transplants or even becoming a donor? I believe all religions support organ donation for it. So there isn't anything in particular where they don't, well, I can find where it says that they do not support it. So we have instances where we go out into different religious communities, um, the Islamic, the um, Jewish, Christianity, and we go there and we speak to the people and have the rabbis, pastors, and we try to have them speak to, to the people in terms of um, signing up. So there's nothing that I can say off the top of my head that I believe prevents people from a religious belief in preventing them from signing up to become an organ donor. Yeah, because if you're getting permission from your pastor or your rabbi, then it should be okay. Correct. And, yeah, and there's, there's no biblical or anything that in there in the book specifically that says you can't. So pretty much anyone can be a donor, right? I've seen cases as young as a, a kid, as young as two years old. Oh, wow. he, he died from drowning. Mm-hmm. His name is Emilio. And he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was able to get his, his, his kidney, his liver, and I think his heart. So the ages vary. The, the youngest I know is two, and the oldest is either 90, 95, I believe, to get a piece of a liver. Wow, yeah. So pretty much anybody can donate. Correct, correct, yes. And why is it That's so it. important to uh, consider being a donor? That's a great question. I guess well, it goes to back to our life alliance, our, our motto in terms of, you know, turning tragedy into miracles and being someone's miracle. You know, we all have an exit date in this world, and it gets to a point where you know that potentially at the end of my, when, when, I, when it comes to my demise in this world, when I go on to the next level, I can go on and save another person that's, that that may not be ready to go. It's not mm-hmm. their time, you know? So if I, if that's the way I look at it. Like, you, you're going out, and you've done everything you can, but you're on your way out, and you can have the potential to save up to eight lives. So, oh wow, look at it. up to eight. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you can save up to eight lives. So you have the, um, eight different organs. You have a heart. You have the liver. You have two lungs. So the pancreas, the intestines, and the two kidneys. And let's say that I'm on the list to be a donor uh, because there's different types of donors, right? There's there's living donors and then there's ones that, you know, donate Correct. when they're going out. So let's say um, I'm on the list to be a donor, a living donor, and I'm selected. In that moment, do I have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Yes, you do have a choice. Again, these are these are things that you have to speak over with your with the health provider. And, and if you want to go on and continue with that process, you have the ability to. So with the living donor, you can only give one kidney and a piece of your liver as a living donor. Okay. And so like a lot of people may be put off from donating because they're afraid that, you know, being a donor will change the quality of care that they might find themselves receiving like in a life or death situation. Does registering as a donor change my patient care at all? No, it does not. So with that, with that process, People in organ donation, they believe that some of the things I've heard is if they have it on their license that they're sick and something happens on the, and, they're, and they're injured, AMC is going to stop what they're doing, check their ID, and let them die. And, and that's not and that's not true. So the process of, of, of being able to become an organ donor is very interesting. So you would have to be considered brain death. Mm, okay. You have to be attached to a ventilator, and two board-certified physicians would have to come in and, and give a clinical exam stating that this person is brain dead. We have a Florida statute law, like 
382.085, I believe. And two doctors have to come and say, your brain dead, um, reversible etiology must be considered and excluded prior to diagnosing brain death. So it's like a, a series of tests have to be done before anybody can say, okay, this person is brain dead and then can become an organ donor. But even though you're considered an organ donor, mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean you can become one because, again, there's a process. Things matter. So blood type matters, size matter, height, weight matters. So all of these things have to match so imagine the springboard, you know, the game where you're trying to throw a dart into the board and you try to get in the bullseye. Yeah. That's, that's essentially how hard it is to find a match. Oh, wow. But just because you're signed up as an organ donor doesn't necessarily mean that you become one. So that's just why we go around and we try to explain people that the more people sign up, the better chances that you may have. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's not always guaranteed that you'll be an organ donor. So it does not change the, your health care provider for yourself, no. Okay, so what about living donors? Uh, what is the quality of patient care that they can expect? Me personally, I I I don't know anybody that's a off the top of my head that's a living donor except one. Her name is Sage. She said that her experience was is pretty quick. She was able to get back into routine maybe within three to four weeks, I believe. She mm -hmm. gave I think she gave a kidney to her ex boyfriend who then became her husband. Okay. <laughs> he better right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so if yeah, the process wasn't that long, like a three to four week process before she was back on. But, but that's the only little information that I have on that. Okay. So, what about out of pocket costs? Does it cost anything? Um, no, no, it does not. It does not. Okay. Um, and uh, what? It's what covered by the insurance of the person? Oh, okay. Um, and what happens if I experience any, uh, you know, issues following a donation? Are my medical bills uh, still covered in that case? In terms of like if I donate, yeah, like if I donate a kidney and then I end up having like some kind of infection happen, um, are my medical bills to get that infection under control um, covered by you know the other person's Correct. insurance? Yes, or? yes. Depending on the hospital you go to, all of that is taken care of. When would someone not be eligible to be a donor? So with the whole COVID process, you won't be able to donate your 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 lungs if you have COVID at the time of death. There's still tests and other things of that nature being done with COVID. So I know I know that's that's one of the things that can exempt you from becoming a donor. And then you have certain cancers, you won't be able to become a donor as well. Okay. Um and so let's say I registered to be a, a living donor and decide it's not for me. Is my decision reversible? Uh yeah. So again, you can go to donatelife.net and you can you can go on and sign up yourself and take your name off the list if you want to if you want to normally you go through the DMV or a tax collector to ask you if you want to become an organ donor mm -hmm. and you would say yes and it would appear on your um on your license if you don't want that you have to get a new license to take the heart off your off your license or you can go the route of going on a computer and going online on donate.org and you can put your your license your license number in and you can determine that you don't want to be on the donor list anymore. Oh, okay. That's that's really simple, actually. <laughs> yeah, so it really is. A lot of people don't know, so this is why we tell DonateLife.org has pretty much every answer that you can have. <laughs> okay, so um, sometimes when you donate, like, blood or platelets, you kind of receive some kind of compensation or, like, you know, movie tickets or something. Is that the mm -hmm. same in these cases as well? Or 
that's very interesting. I was at the B and the other day, and somebody said, "Hey, would you don't want to donate blood? I give you forty dollars." And I thought that was very awkward. But um, no, to <laughs> yeah. my knowledge, selling your blood, you don't do that. <laughs> no, you don't give incentives for 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 um for signing up to become a donor. Sorry, I mean they'll give you maybe like wristbands or or, or cards, infographic information, but to, like there's no movie tickets or money for that. Okay. Like that's not that's not what we promote on our end. Yeah, you're saving someone's <laughs> life, so that should be you know. Right, but I mean, if you if that person did, let's say if that person were to be a, a, a living kidney donor or a piece of the liver, um, ideally we have an aftercare team that would actually connect you with that family that you were able to donate your kidney to. So that would that that can be that oh, I guess wow. that's how we do. It. We we give a, we have the aftercare program that works strictly with that, and they would need, need the family if if you're open to it, and if they're open to it, you guys would meet together. Yeah, and you get to see the life that you helped save, and you know. So yeah, so so that's it. But there's no there's no money or no <laughs> or no or no movie tickets. Hey, I had to ask. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, McKinley. Uh, where can we find more information about being coming a donor and supporting this cause? Well, you can follow our personal page at Life Alliance UM on Instagram, Life Alliance UM on um, Twitter, Life Alliance Urban Recovery Agency on Facebook as well. Also, you can go to DonateLife.net to get all the updated information where you can register to be a donor, and it breaks everything down about understanding donation and the ways that they can help you and the ways that you can support their mission. Again, that's DonateLife.net. Okay, thank you so much, McKinley. Okay, thank you so much for having me.